Let's go. You are listening to Dollars and Sensibility, the podcast that explores the numbers, concepts, and behaviors that shape your financial life. Hosts, business partners, and friends Bill McBride and Andrew Martz are financial advisors in Hollywood, California, that for a combined 35 years have helped thousands of individuals and businesses better their financial futures. Here, they want to open these discussions to you, the listener, share the many things they have learned, and of course, how to be sensible about your dollars. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of Dollars and Sensibilities. Dollar Dollar Bill here with my co-host, Mr. Andrew Money Martz. Andrew, my brother, it has been our longest hiatus on the DNS podcast. Probably all my fault, but yeah, you got a new book coming out, Crushing Life. Tell us what's going on in your world. This has been a long uh, hiatus, but I think it's nice to step back. Uh, my, my creative juices have been flowing. Uh, and yes, the book is coming out March 21st, so... For those who have not heard, myself and 27 other financial planners got together and wanted to tell the stories of financial planning, the impact of it. So uh, we're not going to occupy. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do a podcast about the book coming up soon as we get closer to, to the launch date. March 21st, morethanmoneybook.com. You can pre-order there. Uh, and the fun part about this that I think everybody should know is 100% of the proceeds we are donating to charities and organizations to help support financial education and financial literacy. So organizations like the Foundations of Financial Planning, which help financial literacy, um, and BLX Internship, which is a internship program for Black and Latino aspiring financial planners. Um, to help more diversity in our industry. So a lot of really cool, awesome organizations out there to continue help fight the good fight of financial planning in the, uh, in the financial services space. But I very love excited. That. I love that. And uh, yes, it is exciting. You know, it's you know, an accomplishment beyond, uh, beyond what, beyond belief, really. I, and I know you've been working on this for quite a while and, and all the other people you've been collaborating with. Uh, my Amazon account says that mine will be, my 10 copies will be arriving March 23rd. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Again, folks, right. more than money. Andrew Money Martz, debut, one of one of many to come, I'm sure, right? And a quick shout out to the, the advisor growth community, the AGC and all my friends there. Um, Justin Caselli and, and Taylor Schulte, the uh, the founders of that that group, just a a mastermind of like minded advisors and planners, and that's where that's where this project really started. So, just a quick shout out to my crew over at the AGC. Love it. All right, well, folks, it's a new year. <laughs> it's still a new year. I guess we still say that. You say that when you know, when we February, haven't recorded March. a podcast in four weeks. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, and you know, by this time uh of the new year, you know, we we did that uh you know, new year resolution. You say you want a revolution or a resolution podcast uh episode um end of last year, but by this time 90% of us have given up on our new year's goals. But today that's okay cuz what we're going to talk about is perspective, okay? We talk a lot here on Dollars and Sensibilities about the psychology of investing and the importance of how we think about the facts and figures that determine our investment decisions. So often, these thoughts or money scripts, have we, as we have discussed in previous episodes, they cross over from our investing life to our personal life, back and forth. Right? 
So it's just sometimes the way we think in general. But the way we think about money can change from day to day, or better said, paycheck to paycheck. So think about maybe your college days, or for a lot of us, our 20s. You might have some fond memories of ramen noodles and Meister Brow. What was your, what was your go-to college beer, Andrew? Uh, probably like Natty Light or something like that. I remember like the cases. Natty Light. Yeah, Natty Light. Yeah, just yeah, college and, cases were, and grimy. 24-pack was three ninety nine. I think. Well, I'm dating myself now, but... <laughs> uh, all right, so maybe you're in your 20s now and you're listening and you're, and you're past that point. Or maybe you're in your 60s and living paycheck to paycheck. The topic we're discussing is universal. No matter what you... No, no matter where you are financially... And the topic is simply perspective. So, Andrew, let's open up the discussion with an article that I first saw last year, and it struck me as, for lack of a better word, insane. Better said, insanely indicative of the problem that we all face today in our interconnected global social and economic setting. The article uh, was from uh, MSN.com. And it said a 25-year-old finance YouTuber told his followers they should be easily able to afford a $200,000 car, quote, literally pocket change. So that, that's a pretty so, like attention-grabbing headline, which is also indicative of just like the problematic state of media today, right? Um you, you see, you sent me these show notes and it, it's a blue link. So the blue link is going to send you to, to this article. And whenever you were cruising, you know, your homepage and you saw this article, like that, that caption with probably some picture of a fancy car next to it caught your eye and uh, hooked you to, to click on it. And you, you start to go down this rabbit hole of, of who this, this kid is Um uh, you know, this kid Sebastian, he's a, he's a young, you know, 20 something year old YouTuber. He has mainly operated in this like online digital sales and advertising world, which for the last you know, 10 years has just been a tremendous, you know, emerging economy for young tech savvy entrepreneurs. And the reality is there is a tremendous amount of money to be made uh, in that space. So, you know, he, he starts to kind of like tell his story, but this, this clip, it looked like it was like an interview or him on a podcast or, or something like that. And the clip he shared on all of his social channels, right. Kind of like this condescending, like everybody should be able to afford Ford a Lamborghini, right? It's just a $200,000 card. And relative to the amount of money that's in the world, literal trillions and trillions and upon trillions of dollars, like $200,000 is, is nothing. Well, sure, re relative to all of the wealth in the world, $200,000 is not a lot of money. But relative to the amount of money that most people make, right? The average American income today, I think, is ticked up a little bit, but still, you know, under sixty thousand um, dollars. You know, the the average savings of the uh, the U.S. American household is still under a hundred thousand dollars. So that that it, you take that perspective now, and it's like, well, two hundred thousand dollars is is more than double of what the average American family has. So his 
perspective. Ooh, there we go. There's the title of today's episode in there uh, on on this this idea has been completely altered by a series of events that have led him to a tremendous amount of success that shouldn't be taken away from him. But it is simply his reality. It is not all realities. It is his reality. Right. Well, and, and I. I'm going to give him the kids a little bit of credit here. It seems that his perspective, what he's saying in this video, certainly is clickbait, right? He's he's saying this because he knows that the person that's working the nine to five job at minimum wage wants to wants to or even not maybe even not inspired. minimum wage, even average wage. Uh, he, uh, above average wage, yeah. right? Pocket change two hundred thousand dollars for two hundred thousand to be. Pocket change, Andrew. You you got to be making about three, four million a right. year. Right? A, and even then, it's still it's a seven. A it's a seven figure, right? seven figure income, which is uh, I haven't looked, you know, recently, you know, twenty twenty three numbers. But I mean, you're, you're talking about the top one percent or less of all U.S. income earners. Um, so it's right. a so very, Sebastian very, very this. small population. Of course he knows this. He's not stupid. So, so, so yeah, no, and he knows this, but you know, I, I relate it a little bit to the world of, uh, acting where their perspective, the actors that make it, that make it big and make those seven figure salaries are a very, very small, less than 1%, easily less than 1% of all the working actors or people that are trying to be actors, yes. right? And, and he knows as a YouTube personality that he is one of millions of people his age that, that are trying to make a living and doing this. And the fact that he can excel and you know has made this kind of money to where 200,000 is pocket change, it, again, it's his perspective. So I, I don't want to get into hating on spoiled rich kids. I don't think, right? he's, a, the I don't article, think he's a spoiled rich kid at all. Well, the the article alludes to the fact that, you know, there's speculation that he got some money from his parents and that's how we kind of started it out. Um, you know, he said he turned a thousand into a million or what, whatever, like, you know, his, his story, we'll never know. We'll just, sure. we'll never know. But the article- <laughs> Because in, in, the know, state like of, this, in the state of media in 2023, it's like, it doesn't matter what the source is. Like, there's always this little bit of speculation of like, is this- you know, is this guy full of crap? Like, is it, you know, oh, it's on my YouTube channel. So like, is it real? Prove it. Um, yeah. So who, yeah. who knows? And, and but I, I, I do, I mean, you know, we serve a lot of people who are in this space, right? At our firm. And uh, so the story is certainly a viable and one that is not like, oh, this is all fiction. Like, no, th this actually happens. And the amount of money he's making is, is certainly achievable in the space that, that he's doing it. And maybe, you know, maybe he did just work hard, had the grit and, and, and made it happen. Uh, one of the things I think that is, is interesting that I took away from, I, I kind of went down this rabbit hole and I, I wanted to do a little bit of research on this kid and, and look at his, some of his story. So he, to your Hollywood perspective or your Hollywood analogy there, he is sort of playing the role. He, he's young, he's good looking, he's got tons of money and he's creative. So he can make these very engaging and entertaining videos that 
people want to to draw into. They're they're produced well, right? They've got great lighting, great graphics, so on and so forth. And he's saying all of the things that will that that work for the platform in which he's he's utilizing. His his social pages are filled with beautiful destinations and beautiful cars and the promises of of riches. You know, a part of what he does is he sells, you know, some online course and like, hey, I've done this and now you can do it too. What I found really interesting and it it would be kind of cool to come back to him when he turns 40 right so you know i'm 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 almost 40 so i'm i'm right at that stage i'm probably about 20 years older than he is and you look at like well what what matters you know and he he did this story um kind of telling his journey from the thousand dollars to the millions of dollars and how you know, he was devastated and fed up and, you know, decided he needed to change and took this step. And there's a lot of like puffing up self-reliance, like look at what I did. And in all of his story, there was uh, a huge lack of humility and gratitude, which I would venture to say at some point in his life, he's using the money, the cars, the houses, the travel to fill some sort of thing in his, you know, in his personality, in his character, in his life that that's been void, that that money just simply will not fill. Uh, And he also mistakes like how many millions of people create YouTube videos to do similar types of things. Uh, Morgan Housel talks about it in his book called The Psychology of Money, where it's like luck and risk are literally just two different sides of the same coin. And people want to people want to attribute failure to risk, but they don't want to attribute success to luck. And that's an unfair thing. So he, he talks about this in the investing world where it's like how much of Warren Buffett's wealth was created from Warren Buffett just being the Oracle of Omaha or how much of Warren Buffett's wealth just happens to be that he started investing in 1955 and then went through five decades of tremendous bull markets in the style of investing in which he prescribed to, right? The, the Ben Graham, you know, gospel of, of value investing. H- had Warren Buffett been born 30 years later, he just would not be as successful as he currently is. So there's a, there's a part of Warren Buffett's story that's like, well, he's just kind of lucky at like when he was born, when his parents decided to conceive him. So I look at this kid and it's like, well, he had one or two videos that popped and this accelerated. And he made a statement about once you have money, it's easier to make more money. Well, duh. <laughs> like, of course, yeah. like, of course yeah. it is. Uh, that's, and, but, yeah. but I, I just wonder, like, he's just by chance existed in a world, right? He's on that side of the coin of, of luck. And I don't want to discount skills because you got to do the work. You've got to put in the energy and the effort, but there are a couple of events there. It's like, man, you happen to be born in the internet age. You happen to be this young, relatively attractive, you know, Romanian kid who's going to do well on, on social media. You happen to get into, to drop shipping. And then one of your videos just kind of like, like popped off. Had you been born 10 years later or 10 years earlier, like this story doesn't play out for you. Right. And that's not to say he couldn't have been just as, as successful. But my point is like, I I think about my own journey of money and, 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 
you know, experiences, relationships, and so much of it has been just, just sitting on the right side of that coin. Like I just, I just happened to get lucky and had these opportunities and certainly, you know, a little bit of hard work and fortitude and grit and all that, that good stuff. But like, I can't discount that. Like some of this was just good fortune and many, many people are on the other side of that coin right? Which is just getting flipped. And it's, it's a 50, 50 chance, uh, that don't have the same good fortune that, that I've had. And others have had more good fortune than what I've, I've got to experience. And that, that reality exists for, for all of us. That reality, Andrew exists in like every industry too. And I, you know, I think of the music industry as well. That's a great example, um, for, to contrast what this kid is kind of saying, there's so many musicians out there that work hard, put in the work. They they have that talent, but they don't get the break, right? And then there's some that do get the break that might not be as talented as the person that's you know sitting in their studio apartment and they've been playing for 50 years and they're the best in the world. And right. Nobody's heard of them, right? So it's that luck thing. But what I want our listeners to to hear or or see in an article like this is to recognize that this goes through your eyes and ears. Even if you just read the headline, you can't unring that bell. And the bell is constant. So we hear and see people that are more or less successful than us every single day. That's right. And Sebastian over here telling his 20-something peers that they should be able to afford a Lamborghini or that $200,000 is pocket change is just, it's just representative of the culture that seems to be growing. Now, I... It's not the entitlement conversation that we are, you know, talking about so much between boomers and Gen Z. It's simply perspective, right? Comparison is the thief of joy. But this is what we keep doing, even if we don't realize it. So, you know, I'm guessing, well, pretty accurately saying that 99% of us don't consider 200,000 pocket change, but that's Sebastian's perspective. Now, what's more interesting, though, is that he makes the claim that it's all self-made money and... Thus, you know, wouldn't he have to realize that this is his new perspective? So certainly, Andrew, coming from different or from similar backgrounds, you and I, we changed our geographical locations and socioeconomic status for good or ill sometimes. And, and, a little and bit of both in different periods of different, life. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and you know, uh, it's the roller coaster of life, right? So I, I think the longer that you exist, though, in one situation – the harder it is to recall your previous perspective. And it, it's just that kind of rag to riches story. Isn't that the secret sauce? Isn't, isn't the secret sauce that the, the recognition that the, the longer you exist in a new situation, the harder it is to, re, to recall your previous perspective. So the, the longer you live in a million dollar beachfront property, the harder it is to remember the, you know, 500 square foot uh, studio apartment. Um, the longer you've got job and, and income stability, the harder it is to remember paycheck to paycheck and having to choose which bill you're going to pay and, and not, and, and vice versa. The longer you're in a, a tougher situation, right? And, and this can go, again, it, it's so universal. The longer you're in, you know, an abusive relationship, the harder it is to recognize what a healthy and normal relationship looks like. And, but, but that in and of itself is, 
is the secret to finding the balance and the peace is recognizing, right? Self-awareness, step one, like what, what is my reality? What is my perspective? Where do my biases come from? And then what are all the other perspectives out there, right? It's like even the, the, the poorest of people in, in this country are exorbitantly wealthy as compared to those in third world nations, the richest of those in, in third world nations. So like the fact that you have access to bottled water or running well water, like that's, that's other people's reality. It's like, oh well, yeah, but you know, they're, they're on a different continent. So like, that's not, yeah, but that, that becomes the game is this tension of, you know, I, I like to call it the tension of ambition and, and, and gratitude, like be grounded. So that, like that, that would be my encouragement for Sebastian of, and hopefully he's doing this right. Hopefully much of what his, his rhetoric online is simply because he's a product of this, like, uh, you know, social media engine that's running, right. He has to say these clickbaity hooks to get people to click on his videos because that, that's a part of his income stream, right? The more, the millions and millions of people that are watching his videos allow him to subsidize and create income to finance this, this lifestyle that, that he's enjoying, which kudos to him, man, like good on you, buddy. But yeah, that, that, that tension of recalling your previous perspective and, and always remembering the, the journey, which is why like things like journaling are, are so effective, uh, right? It, it's like such a hippy dippy type of practice, but it's like you talk to people who, who journal as a regular practice and it allows you to remember in the financial planning world, right? Like that is, that is literally what a financial plan is. Let me take a look at my, my net worth in 2012 and let me take a look at my net worth in, in 2023. Let me remember this journey. To some extent, I think he the, this kid made a video on it, right? He, he's remembering his journey of what got him to, you know, here and there. So, well, Andrew, let's go back to something that you touched on and, and reiterate one of our favorite mantras here on Dollars and Sensibilities. Comparison is the thief of joy. Now, you mentioned people in other continents, being you you can compare yourself right that and let's just only talk about financial perspective mm -hmm. right you can compare yourself to somebody in another country or somebody down the street or in a different city that's only five miles away uh you can compare yourself financially to them we've also talked about today the perspective of comparing ourselves to ourselves essentially so my question to you is, and I, you know, I haven't thought out my own answer here, and I, I, I think the truth lies probably somewhere in between the two, uh, the two poles. In a perspective of ourselves, is it good to remember? Meaning, if you have the rags to riches story, is it good to remember where you came from? Or does that keep you uh, uninspired? Or does it inspire you more to to achieve more because you never want to go back to, to that point. Conversely, right, and, and it brings up uh, Steve Martin, the Steve Martin movie, The Jerk, in my mind. You know, he goes from rags to riches and then he loses it all, right? And that's, a, that's another perspective. Uh, and, you know, I, personally, I struggle with this, right? So I, I, I remember the ramen noodle, nat, natty light days. And I wonder, though, when I think about those days and I go, hey, you know, Look how far you've come, Bill, and you, know, you want to go further. You want to succeed more. Uh, is, is it 
is it fruitful to think back to those days so much and does that inspire you but does it inspire you from a place of fear of never wanting to go back to that place or does it inspire you from a place of hey this is a this is an upward trend that i'm just continuing yeah well i i think again for me it 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 lives in that tension remembering where you came from for me begins with an attitude of gratitude right like it allows me to look at the journey and just be grateful right and be grateful like you know for me my faith tends to play a lot a, a big role in this right like i i believe that there is a a higher power at work in this world right and this isn't a this isn't a religion podcast it's a finance podcast but it's like i, I can't separate that for me so that that becomes an, an integral part of like how i think about these things this gratitude for for what i have knowing that it's more than i'll ever need for myself and for my family but also it doesn't like i also have the ambition for well let's see what's possible and the seeing what's possible doesn't come from a selfish place but it uh, I've, I've talked about this before on the podcast and on different stages like for me success is defined about like how much of an impact can you make so the first you know the first sphere of influence i'm trying to impact is myself and my family Right. But once once you can make enough impact with myself and my family and you've got time and resources and energy and vision to do more, well, then it's like, well, what impact can I make on my community? What impact can I make on my friends? What impact can I make on my clients? What impact can I make on you know, this country, on this world. And it's like, I don't, you know, I haven't been given a worldwide platform. That's not, you know, that's not the place where I'm at today. But certainly I think about if I can continue to push and, and steward all of the things that have been given to me well, well then who knows what's, what's possible. But that, that, that then becomes this idea like it's not, it's not necessarily about me. Uh, I think some of the trouble people get into is when it's like, it's all about me. Like, how is this going to help me, 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 which just in, in my experience becomes a very unfulfilling way to live your life. And, and then that, it makes that, that growth, that, that next step. It's like, well, I don't, I, I don't need anything more than the ramen noodles and, and the natty light. Like I was fine then I'm still fine today, right. but now I can just, I can do more and help more people. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, well, that's a great perspective, right? So folks, where you are today is where you need to be today, but where you are tomorrow is how you respond to your own perspective. So that's all folks. We appreciate, thank you. We appreciate you hanging in there during our hiatus and we look forward to hearing all your comments and ideas as we forge ahead through 2023 with more new concepts, trying to help you gain perspective and of course, how to be sensible about your dollars. For Dollars and Sensibility, I am Bill McBride. And Andrew Martz. We will see you on the flip side of the coin. Thank you for listening to the Dollars and Sensibility podcast. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you can join us for each and every episode. Follow us on social media at WIS Advisors and be sure to check out our website at wisadvisors.com. Tune in for the next step on the bridge between dollars and the mind of the sensible investor. Thanks for listening. Bill McBride and Andrew Martz are investment advisor representatives 
and registered representatives with Western International Securities Incorporated. All the opinions expressed by Andrew, Bill and all podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Western International Securities. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Western International Securities may maintain positions discussed in this podcast.